In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. We're talking about doing a mailbox, so if you want to, hop in on Instagram or Twitter at game day CLE. Again, he's Daryl. I'm Andy. All right, so Daryl, I got a cool story I want to talk to you about. I don't know if a lot of people caught this story last week, but... um, you know, we talk about teams that have guys that remain in town after they played here, right? And the and Browns have more, them. the Browns have more than any because they become a part of the community. And I, I think you might find it interesting to know that, and I don't know if a lot of people still know this, that Eric Mangini still lives in Cleveland. I used and, to get Christmas cards from him every year. And then I think when he got hired by the 49ers, the cards stopped. <laughs> well, here's the cool story about Eric. And it's not about Eric, actually. It's about his son, Luke. Did you see the story? Uh, no. So his son Been a Luke, little busy, Andy. Yeah, I know. His son Luke in, in goes between, to uh, you know, uh, car accidents, my oral surgery, other stuff going on. Hey, I, I missed two days of work this week, so I, I've been a little bit. I will tell you this, just as a little tidbit: um, if you get the chance, and you're a Star Wars fan, are you a Star Wars guy at all or no? You, I'm watching Andor. I'm, I'm, I got to get the new episode. Okay, so today while i was i was i'm still trying to recover and feel a little bit better i can't imagine what my voice is gonna be like through the next four days but we're gonna have some fun with daryl's voice in a bit oh good i want to hear that okay so um if you watch andor and then go right into rogue one i i I always thought rogue one was really good i did oh you did i i did it on saturday when i got home from the dentist i because i had already i already already watched the first three episodes of andor that dropped right right but i wanted to re-watch them to really make sure that i had the the storyline nailed down right right so um late in bed watched all three episodes and it flipped right up to the you know brought up and i'm like you know what let's do it because i couldn't remember when cassian dies because right. I'm like, I, I knew he died in Rogue One, but I couldn't remember. So I'm like, all right, oh, I this is cool, because now I'm going to get the back end of the story again. So fire off Rogue One. So, yes, I have. Tell been- me Rogue One isn't like a thousand times better after you've watched Andor. A hundred percent. Isn't that crazy? Like, I, I, you know, I've seen Rogue One probably five or six times. I love it. And then today I watched it after watching the first four episodes. And I'm like, man, this is brilliant. I would argue brilliant. Rogue One is the best star wars movie made in the last 20 years i'm not gonna argue i thought rogue one was outstanding i i it's just i i I thought that these it's just a really really good story you know the story is it's not all about skywalker yeah well like the last three i just thought were just like a retelling of like the original but but with more fancy special effects different characters different you know i just like yeah yeah it was cool i enjoyed them it was entertaining but it just kind of like felt like i was re-watching the same movie you know what i'm saying so yeah rogue one added to it whereas i didn't feel like the last three really added anything other than like them shocking everyone with hey guess what palpatine not dead <laughs> I, you know what i, I didn't i it, it was a good storyline i give it but i still was trying to figure out who ray you know who Ray's relationship was. Well, so. not well. Yeah, she was the grandchild. Yeah, no, I know. But by the way, I don't it. think we're spoiling anything for anybody no, right now. No. Okay, I just I. It... <laughs> I know. All right, so let me go back into this other feel good story, right? right? So the Eric Mangini story or the related yeah. Eric Mangini. Story. So uh, no, his son Luke. Did you see what he did last week? I, I, Again, you I, don't this. Think no, you did. I did not. Okay, 
So this is going to be news for me, which is going to make this story really, really good because I have no idea what you're talking about. So he plays for Hawken. He's a junior. And um, they played Brooklyn last week. They won the game 48-7. to Listen to Mangini's stats, the kid, Luke. Played on both sides of the ball, nine carries, 116 yards on the ground, two catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. Then on defense, he had five tackles, a sack, and two for loss. Pretty good, huh? When he scores six touchdowns in a game like I saw Kareem Hunt do for Willoughby South, then call me. I'm kidding. I'm totally oh, kidding. That is, wow. that is awesome. That is. Well, it's just cool because. You know, Iron you... Man football is like football as a sport is difficult to play right. as it is. But to play Iron Man football and to play it at that high a level, that's that's a really awesome game. You know what? Congrat. I don't know. It's also we do, weird because like, should we do so, like a high school player of the week and make him our first high school player of the week. Sure. He is. I, he was, this was in cleveland.com and then he'll also be in another newspaper later this week. But the, um, the interesting thing for these, these schools, like, so Luke goes to Hawken and if you didn't go to Hawken middle, you count as three boys. So does that make sense? No, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. So because of competitive balance in, in the Ohio High School Athletic Association, okay, if you go to a private school and you didn't go to their middle school, okay, there might be a loophole if you live in the city of the private school too. I'm not sure on that. You count as three boys or three girls. So you have to play in higher divisions. Correct. So Hawking probably should be a D5 but they have to play a D3. Okay, so my high school, nobody lives in Warren, Ohio, so they're still Division 7. <laughs> but if it's a public school, it doesn't matter. Well, it's not a public school. It's a private school. It's oh, Catholic. okay. What it's, school it, is that? Warren John F. Kennedy. It's a Catholic high school. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Most JFKs are public. And Well, because when the school opened, fun story that nobody cares about but you, Right. Um, it was supposed to be like Feast of the Assumption or whatever, but that ah. was the year that Kennedy was assassinated. And since wow. Kennedy was the first Catholic president, the high school was named in his honor. And uh, Warren JFK, shout out to the Eagles, perennial play playoff powerhouse, uh, seemed to be playing in the state championship game like every year or every other year. They're down in uh, Division 7. They're highly ranked again this year. So go Eagles. There you go. Are they, you might want to check to see if they're Division 7 still. I'm pretty sure they're Division Seven. They have like 12 guys on the football team. <laughs> well, so but 12 guys counts as 36. Like I said, they got like 12 guys on. Like I could let's just put it this way: their team picture got so they play. Um, well, this year they can't play at Warren Harding because uh, Mullenkoff Stadium is getting renovated. And right, it's just also they they've been trying to play uh, find places to play their home games this year. But um, so like the practice fields at at the high school there's one where the JV and the freshmen and the middle school play on. And there's like a little thing of bleachers and it's like literally can seat maybe like 40 people. Right. <laughs> and then so the team, so they take the team photo in these, on these bleachers. Every It's a, it's a yearly tradition every year they take the photo. And it seems to be every time they take the team picture year by year, the team gets smaller and smaller and smaller as oh, far wow. as, you know, participation. And they just, they still find ways to, you know, win games. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. All right. I'll give you two quick sidebars off that. Today's like sidebar day. Um, it is. I was watching Gilmore play a Toronto prep, which was a joke. The kids showed up. They were, their bus broke down. Uh, they had different colored helmets. It was crazy. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. So, but 
it was weird because Gilmore. I mean, that does not sound like something that would happen to Gilmore. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Toronto out of Ontario, right? So it was. A, it didn't even count towards the playoffs. So uh, Gilmore, Gilmore goes has over. reached a point where they're importing teams from other countries to kick the crap out of. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, they're not. They were up fourteen nothing, and they had no fans across the stands. And uh, well, you know, getting through customs can be tough. <laughs> so I look, and one of the parrots is so classic. He looks, and he and he looks at all the parrots, and he goes, "Would this be an inappropriate?" And he looks at the other stands and he goes, we can't hear you. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Let me answer that for him. Yes. It was that's so funny. That Yes, that's inappropriate. I guess that's better than we can hear you from Canada. <laughs> Which is probably what he should have done. We can hear you from Canada or something. All right. Yeah, here's we- my other behind the scenes story. So um, you were talking about Warren. My first gig was at four- one of my first gigs was at 1440 WRRO. Me too. That's really that's I didn't realize that. That's where I got my start. Yeah. The Phil Anarella show. I remember the Phil Anarella show. So what's weird about it is it, you know, it's on the square. And I used to that was you hosting that? No, I didn't host that. Um I, the guy somebody guy was at channel twenty one hosted okay. the show. I can't remember. It was a big deal. But it was all on records. It was a really hard. I mean, you really want to learn how oh, yeah. to be a DJ? That was a hard place to, to yeah, do. Yeah, because it. it used to be solid gold hits, fourteen forty. Yep. And, and when they, it, they really played so when I worked there, the yeah. turntables were still in the studio. I used those. Okay, so you were just a little bit after me. What was weird was there's only four, two 1440s in the world. And I'm sorry, two 1440s that I know of in the Northern Hemisphere. Yes, the one in New Jersey in which we, when I worked there, we blew them off the air. Hotline rings at like 6.15. We signed on at 6 a.m. Hotline rings at 6.15. I, you know, I'm running the board, so I answer the phone. Right. Uh, yes, this is so-and-so from so-and-so here in New Jersey, and I would just like to inform you, you need to power down and sign off. You have blown us off the air. So Okay, so I, they were a daytime. So at night, though, there's only two. there were only two stations in the war, in the Northern Hemisphere that could use 1440. Well, it was we, we had a us. full-time license, by the way. You had a what? That we had a full-time license, just chose to sign on and off. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I guess we did. Yeah, that's true. You're right. We did. I had a full-time license. Yeah, so, yeah. so when I would come in, Early on Saturday or Sunday morning. I only worked there for like three months. Um, I worked there for, I want to say, 18 months. I, there was a station, I think it was either Norway or Finland that you could hear. It was really weird. I'd power up the station, and then I'd be like ready to go. And then you'd the kick, other, them, <laughs> kick them off locally. Well, the weird part about it was is that Mark Nolan and I both went to Kent together. Mark, I helped Mark get an internship at Channel 8, and then he helped me get the gig at 1440. Nice. All right, go ahead and vent. Oh, no, uh, no, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're having some fun, so let's have some fun. Would you like to hear me losing my voice in the locker room? Yes. Okay, you, you promise, though, you're going to vent in the next show. At some point, yeah. We'll okay, get to all right, all right. Go. We'll get to it. Uh, right. We're just having too much fun. I don't want to ruin the mood. And, okay, go ahead. And since this is this segment has basically turned into stuff you, me, and like maybe one other person listening to this podcast knows anything about what we're talking about, let's uh, – Let's reel in the the full audience here. Hang on, hang on. Let, let's get a judge on that. Meredith, are you listening? I just want to make sure Meredith. I, she's of course she's, I am. I'm okay, your, I'm just making you, sure. Are you I'm interested? I'm your producer. In, what did you think I was doing? Well, I didn't know. Sometimes you walk away. I would fall asleep if I was listening to that sometimes. But um, were any of the stories. Away. That's lies. Oh, I'm just teasing you. The, the, the stories that we've done in this podcast have been a little bit different. Are you interested in any of them? Or are you yeah, saying, absolutely. oh my God, where I are these guys it. going? Honestly, I feel like a lot of 
stories that people really like to gravitate to is um, like how you got in the industry, some early stories. Like people love those types of stories. I do. Like, I, when I listen to podcasts, I love that stuff. All right, there you go. So glad we were able to shout out AM 1440, the talk of the Valley from uh, <clears throat> back in 1997 and probably what, 95 for you there, uh, Mr. Maskin? I was there in, uh, oh, you don't want to know. I was there in 90. Of course I do. That's why I asked. 90. 1990. 89, 90. And I would say uh, broadcasting live from Back to the Future Square. I didn't want to see if I pissed anybody off. Uh, Nobody said a word. uh, I don't think they were. It really is back to, so downtown Warren, Ohio is beautiful. It really has a Back to the Future type. Town Square. Town Square. With the courthouse being in the middle. Yep. Um, it's unfortunately lost some of that luster cause you know, renovations over the years and you know, like the police department got expanded and things like that. But, um, the courthouse has been preserved from like the early 1800s cause Warren, Ohio, believe it or not, back in the early uh, Ohio settlement days was like the capital of the Western reserve. So, and the uh, Western reserve is what? Give us a little history. The uh, Western reserve of, you don't oh, know. God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh man. The Western Reserve of Connecticut. Of Connecticut, that's right. Um, and you know, of course, Packard cars, Warren, Ohio. Yep. Uh, and so there's a, pack, a Packard, like everything in Warren used to be Packard something. Packard Musical, <laughs> Packard Park, Packard this, Packard that, whatever. So, um, but it's 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 really quaint. It's beautiful. Uh, there's been an effort to like maintain that that uh, hometown feel and stuff. Is like there that. a Warner Theater there or no? That's in Youngstown? Uh, I don't. I think that's Youngstown. So there was a Warner Theater in Youngstown and one I know in Erie. And those guys said, you know what? We can make more money if we make the films rather than own the theaters. Yeah. So what they do? <laughs> Made the films. They moved out to L.A. and they started Warner Brothers. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. So Warren, ha- like that area has like a, a tremendous amount of history. So Arby's, uh, Arby's is another one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, a hot dog okay. shop, by the way, best hot dogs in America. There you go. It's still there. Okay. Um, so back to making fun of me. Okay. I want to hear this. Um, so I had uh, an oral procedure uh, on Saturday. And, a what? Uh, yeah. Had to, you know, had to go see Dr. Yankinpole, and they <laughs> yanked and they pulled. So you were at a dentist. Yes. Okay. And what do you think I was talking about? I have no idea. I was trying to figure out where you were going. So, um, yeah, we, how do you think we get on the Star Wars tangent? Anyway, oh, that's true. so, uh, um, so I have all these sutures in my mouth and, and that, uh, that hopefully over time will kind of go away. And so I'm in the locker room today. We're, we're talking to Alex, right? I get one question in great. You know, I was fine. This is like toward the very end. He was the last player we ended up talking to. So. I ended up like trying to keyword trying to ask him the last question about uh, defending run pass option because Marcus Mariota, very good at RPOs. Okay. Well, Alex Wright in college did a lot of defending of the RPOs. And it's one of the reasons the Browns have him, you know, because of uh, how well he played in college. So I was trying to ask him about, defending rpos and as i'm trying to talk my voice doesn't want to cooperate and it feels like someone is taking a steak knife and jamming it in my vocal cords here's how it started 
And here is how it ended. As someone you know, fresh out of college, read option is such a big part of the, the, the college game. How tough is that to defend? And how much can that experience help you? Uh, this. He didn't laugh at you? No, I was, I just like, no, he did. He was great. And so that was, ended up being nice. And so like, I, I turn and I clear my throat. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. My voice gave out. He goes, he didn't laugh at all. No, he didn't. Here it is. Again. Here we go. We'll go again. Here we go. Here it is. And someone, you know, fresh out of college read option. It's such a big part of the, the, the college game. How tough is that to defend? And how much can that experience help you? Uh, the experience, it was like in college. Handled it like a pro. Like, oh, my I God. Am off. I, I'm like ready to die because I feel like someone's got a knife in my throat and they're just turning it on my vocal cords. And there's nothing I can do. Like, I'm I'm doing the, like, pausing and swallowing and, and you know, trying to. And, yeah, it just, it, I'm just like, I'm like. How much can that experience help you? <laughs> oh, my God. That is one of the worst moments I've ever had in the locker room. How much can that experience help you? <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. I thought for sure someone at the station would like pick that up and that would become. Like I can't believe he didn't laugh at you. Oh, but that'll be on the midday show tomorrow. He was. No, no, this is this is a podcast exclusive. We need. Oh, I don't know, man. That might make, that might make midday. Podcast exclusives, Andy. And we uh, may have to oh. take that, put it on a in the midday so drive people over to the podcast <laughs> how much can that experience help you <laughs> so he handled it like a total pro was like did not he could see that like i was struggling and so you heard him jump like right in there with an answer and i was so i was embarrassed i didn't know what was going on and it and as fate would have it you know because he was the last guy locker room closes and I, you know, as soon as I walk out of the locker room, I went to turn to a guy and say, I like, I lost my voice. I no, feel bad for you. Perfectly fine. I was like, I have a really, really good story that I want to tell right now. And I don't know if I should, do I it. should hold it. No, no, do it. Let's, let's go. Story, story have time I, with Uncle Andy and Uncle Daryl. Have Andy. I ever told the Jeff Shadell story? I, uh, is it the one where you. Oh, I don't think I ever said his name. Yeah. See, we're going to have to cut this out. No, no, no. You can, I don't care. Jeff and I are friends. He doesn't care. Okay. We've talked about it since then. Yeah, you've told the Jeff Shudell story. Okay, I did. It was Corey Fuller was the player. Yeah, you've, you've, you've told that story. The story that I have not told uh, is uh, the time that Amy Palsik, who now is doing PR for Amazon Prime. Right. She saved my life in the Browns locker room way what? back in the day. Somebody want to kill you? And Sean Smith and Sean Rogers wanted to kill me. Remember the whole Brady Quinn boom boom, uh, you know, then getting getting his butt kicked in the uh, weight room story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I was working for a different radio station at the time. Okay, and um, I had no idea, uh, you know, what was being said on the air. So I go into the locker room like a normal day, and um, all I hear is a bunch of profanity and uh, the station being screamed. Where's the so-and-so guy? Ooh. And I'm like, okay, that's me. This is not going to be good. Right. And I'm in the middle of the locker room. I don't hide. You know, hey, if someone's got a right. problem with me, I, I never hide. They uh, come after me, and I turn Did white. Did you say something, or was one of the hosts saying something? Can I, can I oh, finish okay. this? You got me. You piqued my interest. So um, 
I am white as a ghost at this point and shaking because yeah. these two very large athletic defensive linemen are coming to tear me limb to limb. And God bless Amy Palsic. She stepped in between me and them to make sure they couldn't get to me. And she was, you know, I quickly got out of the locker room because they just kept screaming and yelling at me. Wow. And I, I had no idea what was going on. So I leave the locker room. I go outside. I'm outside the building now. And I am just shaking. Cause wow. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, and I, and like all these things are going through my head. Like everything that I have said in the, in my entire career is going through my head. Like, what did I say to anger these guys? What did and you say? It turned out it had to do with it being reported uh, that one of them went after Brady Quinn in the weight room. Did you report that or was somebody else? I most certainly did not report it. Oh. They were under the impression that I did. And that is why they wanted to give me the Brady Quinn treatment wow. <laughs> in the locker room. That was the one time that I legit feared for my life. And God bless Amy Palsic for saving it. Now, the current Browns PR department, <laughs> probably sad that she did, but. <laughs> Do you ever wonder what it felt like to be a wolf? There you go. Oh, man. I was the hunted that day. So, yeah. So that is my famous Daryl almost got killed in a Browns locker room story from way back in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's wrap it up. We'll talk about. Uh... Browns and Falcons on Sunday night when we do our post-game podcast. Daryl, uh, final thought. Less than 10 seconds. Go. Uh, looking Go. Uh, looking forward to this one on Sunday. I say they're going 3-1. and one. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. For our producer, Meredith Kane, outstanding job today. Thank you for listening. And uh, we appreciate everybody. If you want to be a part of the show, again, mailbag, mailbag coming up. Now I got Daryl coming into my voice. How much can that experience help you? That's right. How much can it? At Game Day CLE on Clearly Instagram or Twitter. not enough. Not enough at all. Uh, the experience, it was like in college, I really had. No idea that some idiot could be standing here asking me a question with no voice. Amen, brother. Amen. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. Subscribe if you like it. See you later.